live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Talk Radio. I am Princess Cooper, and it's time for We Know Cross Country with our coaches, Gerald Richardson and also Coach Fred Rucker. Let me welcome in Coach Richardson. How are you tonight, sir? Good evening, Princess. How are you tonight? Doing really good. Doing really good. Awesome, awesome show coming. Let me welcome in Coach Fred Rucker. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. Good evening to you, Princess. Good, good, good. Doing really good. Awesome to have you. We know cross country is Sunday. Let's welcome in our guests. We are featuring Brian Satorsky. Let's get him in here. Welcome to the show, Coach. Uh, thank you, Princess. I'm happy to be here. Awesome, awesome. And Coach Rucker and Coach Richardson, Mr. Satorsky, I want to give a shameless congratulations to my Florida Gators for winning the cross country SEC title. Yesterday, go Gators! You guys can get started. <laughs> All right. All right. We got a hand clap there for the Gators, and I yeah, also yeah. Want, I want to give a shout out to uh, Coach Z for his uh, the best team in New Jersey won the game won the game today. The Jets, J E T S S Jets, Jets, Jets. <laughs> that that was the most ugly football game in the history of the NFL. I think. <laughs> I don't know. The Raiders are close to that. Oh, man, Zach Wilson so was sure. clutch when he needed to be. Zach Wilson yeah, yeah, for he had about he had about he had about thirty seconds worth of good football today. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the thirty seconds that counted, right? The thirty seconds that counted. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> and Aaron Rodgers is throwing the ball during pre warm up act like he never had a torn Achilles. Amazing, I'm guys, a, go ahead. I'm a, I'm, okay, okay, thank you, Princess. All right, uh, thank you, Brian, for uh, joining us to, this evening. Uh, for we know cross country, and uh, you certainly are, are someone we have uh, put on our schedule to uh, to talk with and have a, a good time with. Uh, Brian, I want to first before I do that, uh, I want to welcome everybody with my established and uh, best friend and legendary Fred Rucker, my sidekick, Coach Rucker. You want to welcome Coach Zdorsky? Yes, yes, uh, will do, Coach Richardson. Uh, Brian, it's my pleasure to be on the show with you. Um, I've known who you were for, for years, and I had retired from coaching before um, I got to you know know a lot about you. But talking with Coach Richardson and seeing you at a lot of meets and seeing your teams and how well your teams performed, uh, it kind of stuck out. You, you know, I said, "Man, this guy does does a nice job." And through Coach Richardson talking about you, I learned that uh, you're a pretty good guy. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> and, and I, well, I, I, can, I, I can assure you the pleasure is all mine to be here. I, I have a lot of respect for, for, for both of you men. Now, uh, Coach Rucker, I haven't had, had the chance to go up against you head-to-head, head, but, uh, but, but, but certainly looking at <laughs> what you were able to build over the years, my goodness, it's a good thing I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know. After looking at your resume, I'm glad I didn't have to go up against you. <laughs> I, I, I think I dodged the bullet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's amazing. And uh, Coach Z, uh, before we get it, dig, dig, uh, dig into everything we're going to talk about tonight, um, 
I just want you to, um, you know, give the listeners a little bit about yourself, uh, your little history, and uh, how it all began for you as a runner and then a coach, and then we'll get started into okay. the program. Okay. Um, well, as a, as a runner, uh, my goodness, it was early in high school. Um, I was a li- little bit of a late bloomer, so I was about 120 pounds when I was in ninth grade playing football and just getting my head knocked off. Uh, just, you know, just it just wasn't wasn't the right time for me so I joined the track team because I, w- I was always you know had a had some decent speed and um and and the coach there uh Bob Welsh who he was just a just a wonderful man um kind of took me under his wing and and just you know taught me to love the sport and and little by little um you know hit my stride got a little bigger got a little stronger got a little faster and and turned out to be an okay high school athlete uh went to Moravian College uh as an undergrad and um, competed there for four years, primarily in the hurdles and pole vault. And um, one of my best friends, Stephen Dunphy, he was a high school buddy of mine. He went to the University of Virginia and was a big-time decathlete at Virginia and um, still actually holds the school record there and was an ACC champ, national qualifier, All-American, all that. And he encouraged me to try the decathlon, so I did. Uh, so I did that for a couple of years and um, – you know, it's a mixed, mixed results, but, but it really, I think the unique thing about it was, is I got to learn all of the events. So mm-hmm. whether, whether I knew I was setting a, you know, any kind of foundation for coaching or not, um, you know, it was really helpful because, you know, I know how to throw the discus and most coaches don't. I know how to long jump and pole vault and most coaches don't. And um, so that was a pretty good experience for me. And um you know, and then got out of got out of college and, and uh, started coaching at my former high school with one of my huge mentors, Rocky Christopher, who was actually the girls' coach, and he coached at Middletown North for about 150 years, and uh, he, he had me had me as his assistant, and he taught me the most valuable lesson I think I've ever learned in coaching. And you know, we were had a, at a workout one day, and you know, these are these are high school kids, and I'm like 23, 24. You know, I'm like a young guy still, and I'm all flying around and trying to run this like it's a college program and he kind of pulled me aside and he's like just never forget you're not coaching athletes you're coaching people and and that is a lesson that for some reason that resonated with me and I never forgot it that it, anybody can scribble down a workout anybody can come up with a you know a, a season-long plan anybody can have some magic workout or whatever but you're coaching people you're, you're just as much of a therapist as you are an X's and O's person and um, that's kind of something that I've been able to apply over the years. From Middletown North, I was I was fortunate enough to get an get an interview with Joe Compagni at Monmouth University when he took over that program and he hired me. And what an ex- what an amazing experience that was. I was there for about three years, and then I had to kind of step away because they don't really pay you much to co- be an assistant coach in college. So uh, I took a job in Philadelphia with a good friend of mine. Uh, he owned and operated a couple of bars. So I was managing a bar. And then I, long story short, I called um, one of the guys I used to coach at Monmouth, a man named Richard, Richard Airy, who is a hell of a distance runner, hell of a steeplechase runner. And just called him to see if there were any waves. I wanted to see if he wanted to go surfing. I was living out in Philly. And he asked me, he goes, hey, did you ever get a job, you know, teaching or anything? And I'm like, no. And he goes, here, talk to my mom. Well, it turns out his mother was a principal at Southern Regional. So, you know, I get on the phone. I had spoken to this woman a hundred times, never knew anything about her, like what she did for a living. She was just, you know, we were just cheering for her son together. 
And she goes, oh, send me a resume. And I sent her a resume and got a job at Southern. And they needed a track coach and a cross-country coach. The program was floundering at that point. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll take it. And my first year at Southern was, uh, I guess, fall of 1998. And um, we had seven girls on the team. <laughs> and on track, we had about, I think we had 13 in my very yeah. first year there. And then from there, we just kind of, we just kind of built it up. And I've been at Southern ever since. So what was that, like 26 years ago? Yeah, that's amazing. That's a, a, quite a story. Uh, I, I, my, my next question was going to be, when did you know you wanted to be a, a, a coach or a high school coach? And I think you answered that question for me already. Um, we've had uh, a couple of college coaches on a uh, previous, previous show, the D1 and the D3 college coaches. Um, talk about your training a little bit. What makes your training different from a college program and or do you, you know, you mentioned something about individualizing and, and working with kids as people. Uh, how does your program look versus a college program? Well, I think, you know, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to, to see a bunch of different college programs, not just from the coaching standpoint, but also from, you know, uh, looking out for some of my athletes who were being recruited, meeting the, the college coaches who were recruiting them and finding out more about their program. I, you know, I, I think it's – it's 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 a little bit wacky because sometimes I find that with college coaches, and maybe this is a a bad generalization, but I find that a lot of times they don't necessarily supply that day to day reassurance to each one of the kids to let them know they're important or let them know that you know you know they're there. There's not a lot of hand holding. Um, you know, the, you, you kind of have to be a little bit more self sufficient as a college athlete. And 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 when I was a college athlete, it was it was no different. Um, you did kind of have to kind you know hack your way through it a lot, whereas I think in the high school, it's you can't just post a workout up on the wall, walk away, and expect them to do it. You know, it, it, at least in in right. my experience, you can't. You're you're, you're not going to get the same results that if you're there talking them through it. You know, basically just reminding them how tough they are, how hard this is, and how much you know you appreciate the fact that they're there to suffer for the team. And, and that's really what it's all about, you know, in cross country and track and field. It's, it's, it's a shared suffering. You know, you, I, I think that when you, when, you, when you try to do it alone, boy, that's, it's hard to motivate yourself every day. But when you're showing up every day and you've got that camaraderie and, and the coach can help build that, um, I think that makes it, you know, a better experience for everybody involved, athletes and coaches. Oh, awesome. Coach Walker? If, if, if I can, yeah, jump in for a minute. Ryan, that answer um, for me kind of explains how your program took off. You know, and the fact you said you had seven kids across country, 13 in the spring, and all of a sudden you, you start treating kids as people. Um, and, and I've kind of always found the good coaches tend to do that. Their, their kids admire the coach, and the coach admires the kids. And there's like a real – rapport, bond, love to one another. It doesn't mean every kid's going to like what you do, but I can sense in your answer, you care about your kids. And, and, yeah. and that's the yeah. bottom line. And, and that's probably the foundation why you're successful. I've always knocked myself, and Mrs. Lewis, Carl Lewis's mom, used to tell me, Rucker, you got to let him go because I think I babied him. As a matter of fact, I know I babied him. But it was... Do you have your shoes? Are you warming up? You know, did you check in? I was constantly doing that. And, and I coached for 25 years. 
And towards the end, I got better, but I, I kind of babied my kids. And as you said, when a lot of my kids went away to college, they came back and said, Coach Rock, it's not the same. And I think it's because, like you said, you, you know, you're getting a workout that's posted. And they're not used to being around the coach and other kids. Yeah. So, but I tell you, it's like you and I are. It's like you and I are walking in parallel universes, man. I mean, I, I could share the the exact same stories about some of the best kids I've ever coached. You know, mm-hmm. you know, big time kids that went away and they said the same thing. One of which I'll, I'll, I'll always, I, I like to post things on different colored paper. I don't know why. It's just I just do it. I, I have different colored markers and different colored paper for everything, and it really there's no rhyme or reason. I just. I find that posting it on white paper is just boring. And one of the girls that came back from Michigan um, that, that I had sent away, she was just like, yeah, you know, it's, everything's on white paper there. It's so boring, you know. But it's just, it's just little, little silly things like that that I think, you know, it just, it just personalizes the experience a little bit. It makes it less of a machine, even though, you know, sometimes it is a machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree with you. And, and I look at the two of you guys, and like I said, I've, I've looked at you from afar. Then again, I've coached against Gerald. You guys have that love and rapport with your kids, and that's easy to see. It's, it's evident. You know, and it doesn't yeah. mean you're going to win, but when I see your teams out there, I know you guys, as far as I'm concerned, you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. I mean, it's 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 nice to be reassured of that because it's not always the easy way. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy, but uh, but and 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 to you know to speak on behalf of uh, you know of my you know rapport or I shouldn't say my rapport, but my respect for 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 Coach Richardson's teams at at, at Lanape. Oh my goodness. Like, I mean, I can't even tell you how much sleep I lost over this, you know, <laughs> going against his teams for years. And then, but to see him the morning of the meet, there was always that mutual respect. I, like, I would, I would, I'd be, I'd be looking for him, you know, on that Saturday morning of, of the state sectionals or whatever. Cause you know, it's day two and, and I'm, I'm out there looking for him just to kind of shake his hand and just kind of look him in the eye and say, all right, you ready? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, and, and at the and at the end of the meet, whoever won, because it was usually us or them, you know, we would go shake hands again. And 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 at th- those types of relationships, I think, are just so neat. And uh, and, and I've just been blessed to, to 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 enjoy them, really. Yeah, that's that's, that's... I, I, again. I, I agree with you. Um, I coached against uh, Coach Rich. I was at Lenovee. He was at Willingboro. And but yet we were always friends. It, it was never and Coach Corson. I'm sure you remember his name. It was yeah, never. Yeah. You know, I hate those guys. Those guys are my friends. Right. <laughs> you know, but they right. made me a better coach because in order to compete yeah. against them, you had to have your teams ready. You, oh. know, you had to be fully prepared. I, I can tell you that I do not own a red piece of clothing <laughs> because of that. <laughs> And I can tell you that if any girl on my team showed up with a red sweatshirt, I made her change it. <laughs> and, and they would look at me like I was crazy. And I'm just like, like, I remember being in a shoe store once. And uh, so there's a, it, back where I grew up, it was Asbury Park and Neptune. They were, they were just vicious, vicious rivals. And the gal that was helping me out, like she's showing me these shoes. It was at like Roadrunner Sport or something. 
And the shoes came and it had like a bunch of red on them. I'm like, I'm sorry, man, I, I can't get those. And she goes, well, why? I'm like, because they're red. She goes, man, I'm from Asbury Park. I know what you're talking about. Because Asbury Park was the blue bishops, you know. And I, but it's oh, yeah. just, it, you know, it's like you, you, you love to hate them and you hate to love them. You know, like you yeah. Just, yeah, it, yeah. it is what it is. So it's, 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 it's definitely in, enriched my experience, you know, 100%. And it kept and it kept us, you know, um, working for that for that ultimate goal to be, you know, the number one team in South Jersey or what have you. But it kept us on our toes, and it, and it was a healthy mm-hmm. competition. And I think the kids saw that we could be, you know, rivals, but also be friends, you know. And yeah, um, yeah. And I think that was the the most important thing for kids to see that you know you can have a rival, but you can also still be a friend after it's all all said and done. Yeah. Now, my my coach in college, um, I was fortunate enough to have this man, David Hightower, who was a, he was a, gosh, I don't know if he was national champ D3, but he was, he was certainly an All-American. He went to Lincoln University outside of Philly. Um, just, a, just a, you know, just a straight shooting guy, like, like no BS at his practices, you know? And, uh, and, and I remember one time I shook somebody's hand, like, you know, you're on the line, you know, everybody's, you know, bouncing around, getting ready to run the hurdles, and I shook my competitor's hand. And after the race, he ripped me. He was like, "Don't ever shake it. If I ever see you shake somebody's hand before a race ever again, I'm never going to talk to you again." <laughs> he goes, "You shake their race after you beat them. You shake your hand, or you shake their hand after you beat them." He goes, "Not before." But like, so, so I get it. Like I said, so when I'm when I'm looking for for Coach Rich before you know before day two of the sectionals and stuff, I want to shake his hand, but I've always got that in the back of my mind. Like, yeah, I'm going to try to beat you though. Like, <laughs> Yeah, oh, yeah, we're yeah. friends, but, but we're we're going we're going toe to toe, man. Yeah. So so uh, back to some of your training, uh, coach. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, and, yeah. And in high in high school, it's like, you know, we got all the stuff going on with you know, especially uh, class trips, senior prom, junior prom, you know, all the boyfriend girlfriend situation. But putting that all aside, at the end of June, when when school's out and uh, the kids are off for the summer. What is your what does your program look like in the summer before they come together again in August? What's your training look uh, like? I'll be I'll be a thousand percent honest with you. Where where, I, where we live and where my kids live, we live next to a really resort kind of area uh, called Long Beach Island, and mm-hmm. most of my kids spend a better part of the summer either working a job or two or three, or they're out on the beach with their friends and there's concerts at night. I really try to cut them loose. I, 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 I'm really happy to see them go be kids. Um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll show up at a restaurant and they'll, they'll be working and it's, it's funny and stuff, but I, I'm not, I, I think that they need some space to, to, to be teenage girls, um, you know, in addition to athletes and students and all that stuff, you know, when, when it's time to come back and, and get to work, then yeah, it's time to come back and get to work. But even that, like, my summer practices, I, I've really kind of scaled it back over the years. We still do it, but, I mean, I know plenty of coaches that are meeting five, six days a week in the summer, and, and I can't tell you that I've ever done that. Um, I will yeah. give them some stuff to do on their own, and, and the formula that I work out in my head is is that if they do half of it, then that's about what I'm expecting them to get out of it. <laughs> because, I, mm-hmm. because, again, you know, when you're not with the team, you know, what's your motivation to get up and go run? It, it's a little bit harder to do it, and I understand that. And, and again, I, I try to give them the flexibility to, you know, to grow into that. Now, you know, as, as we would all know, you got some hyper-motivated kid that, 
you know, they're going to go out and do every single thing you ask. If you tell them to do 113 push-ups, they're going to do 113, and they're not going to ask why such a weird number. They're just going to do it. But, you know, then right. you get other kids who are super talented who, you know, if they're not at practice, they're not doing it. So, it, like I yeah. said, I, I'm looking I'm – sh- I'm usually shooting for 50% over the summer. And then on the days we meet, my expectation is that you're there, and then there's purpose in those, in those runs and in those workouts for sure. 100%. But it's, defi- I, I, you know, it's, def- it's definitely a slow grow, though. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that 100%, you know, being with them all year long. Uh, get away from me. I don't, I don't want to see you. Go be a kid, you know, enjoy your family, and, and, and it's just uh, when it's time to come back together, you know, just have your mind ready to do that. Uh, Coach Walker? Yeah, Walker? yeah. Uh, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I'll go see if you have any questions, Coach. Um, I like your answer, Brian. And, and, you know, we all know coaches that do that. I mean, I know a few coaches like yourself. Um, and, and one of the things that, that I found that's always kind of unique about cross-country winter and spring track, and I think Coach Rich touched upon it, you have those kids pretty much 10 months out of the year. They're, they're with you all the time. Yes, and, yes. And during the summer, I think it's nice to uh, get a little break. Like, I've never coached a summer track. I've had offers to coach and stuff. And I would say to the kids, you need a break. I need a break. And you get tired. What What can I tell you in July that I didn't tell you back in January? That's a great, that's a great point. Yeah, I, I can't. I mean, I've had parents uh, ask, I want you to, you know, train my son and daughter and, and I, I never did because I always felt odd about it. If if I've had your son or daughter, well, I pretty much coach uh, the guys from December to June, and he or she is, a, a, let's say, 11 flat 100 guy, I can't do anything more in, in the summer to, to make him 10-5 or 10-6 because if he was that good or if I was doing such a good job, he should have been running 10-5 or 10-6 yeah. at the end of, and I just had no answer. And the thing I would never do is I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we can go out to right. the track, and, and I can tell you, oh, yeah, that was a, a 10-8, 10-9. And I know good and well it's still 11 flat. But yeah, it's tra- track and cross country I think is very unique because of the amount of time you spend with your athletes. And I had a coach that I used to work with when kids came to talk about working, and he used to say, you know, you got all your life. To work. Not enjoy this time that you have as a teenager. You know, enjoy it. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, 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 I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I think, I think what we do, I think, the, you know, the nature of the beast of, of, of track and cross country is, is that, you know, not only is there competition like, you know, man versus man or, or woman versus woman, but there's always that, that, that extra component of time. And, and you know, I, I, I try to instill into my kids at a very, very young age that, that don't chase time. You, you cannot catch it um, because, you know, you can wrap your head around, man, I want to run this time, I'm going to run this time. Well, well what happens when you don't? You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm more of the opinion of let's find somebody that runs that time and let's go catch that person. Because if you mm-hmm. catch that person, you're going you're gonna to run that time. But, like, I try to teach them that, that winning is way more important than running times. And, and I know that, in, at least in my experience in the middle distance community, that, that you know, I'll sometimes rub elbows with, boy, they, they look at me like I'm crazy when I say that because 
so many people are only about the time. They don't care if you finish in first or 13th. I'm like, man, I'm here to win. <laughs> I want to win the race because a gold medal never goes away. A time will be wiped out. You know, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to have some girls run super, super fast times, and I can assure you with 100% clarity that that was never the goal. The goal was to win the race. I didn't care what the time was. And, and that goes for Danielle Toro, Jill Smith, some of the best kids I've ever coached. I did not care. I, and, and you know what? I got them to believe that and to understand that because, you know, I'm like, look, you're going to go to college and have to run rounds. You're going to have to, you know, you got to learn to run, to place, to win, to come back and be able to do it again. I'm like, you can't be looking at the clock going, oh, but my time was bad. Like, who cares? Just do what you're supposed to do. Get, get, get where you're supposed to be by the people, you know, and race people you're supposed to. You'll run fast. There's plenty of people out there running fast. There's always going to be someone else to catch. Yeah. And that is a hard, hard thing now with, with mile split. Because, man, these kids are on that site all the time. And I'm not here to talk bad about Miles, but I think it's, you know, it's, great. it's a great tool. But, my goodness, these kids are just – they've got their heads wrapped around. And in cross-country, too, they're like, oh, my goodness, my time. I'm like, you can't compare times in cross-country, man. There's too many variables. It's different courses, yeah. different yeah. weather, different mud. Like, who yeah. – <laughs> you can't. It, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. matter. But they, you know, they, they just get it in their heads that, that it's all about the time. And – and, uh, and, and that's something – so now I was coaching at Southern for probably about – just about 20 years, and then I took a job um, in administration. One of my mentors uh, kind of tapped me on the shoulder, and he was the building principal and said he needed me to – you know, he needed another guy. One of his guys was retiring. So I, I, I said, okay, you know, I've kind of climbed all the mountains and did all that stuff. Let me move on and see if this is better for my family. But it wasn't because <laughs> it wasn't better for me. Like I missed it so much. And since, and that I was, so I was out of coaching for five years and now I've come back um, and I was able to kind of work my way back into it. And, and that's been one of my biggest uh, struggles is, is getting kids to understand and appreciate that, that, that it's not always about, yeah, a great time is a great consolation prize. And if you, and if you win the race and run a great time, well, boy, you, yeah, that's the cherry on the Sunday, but that's been really, really challenging for me to kind of convince these kids that, that we're not we're not here to chase times. We're here to we're here to win, and uh, you know we'll we'll see. Like I, I would I would trade uh, you know I would never trade a team trophy for a fast time. That's very that's very interesting. I, I like that. I like that. Just yeah. I, I got a couple questions for you. But one thing I'll say about time, I used to tell my top athletes, well, you know, we would talk about hey we're trying to shoot for this, trying to do this, but I would never predict because my thing was time will take care of itself. Because you can't yes. predict. You don't, you don't yes. know which, if, if you can win. Again, I'm a you know sprint coach, whatever it was. If you can win the quarter at 48 flat, we'll take 48 flat. You, you know, mm-hmm. next time it might be 47.5. But I would never yep. say or predict, I think you're ready to run this or that. I, I couldn't. In 25 years, I couldn't tell you what, what you know, time you're going to run a certain day. And, and I think I have some pretty good, pretty good athletes. But I like what you're saying. You don't chase it. And, and yeah, it, I can tell you, as, a, as when I was doing the decathlon, I would, you know, be daydreaming in class in college. I, I, I hardly consider myself a top student. But, you know, writing down, you know, times in the hundred, you know, distances in the long jump, 
distances in the in the discus and heights in the pole vault and measuring it out versus what the score could be and if like boy if i could do this and if i could just jump six inches further then i could get this many points and, and guess what you, you go through the first and second event and your whole plan is shot out of the water and then it's about <laughs> all right well forget about that now i gotta go race yeah. this guy because he's beating yeah. me and that's really what it's about you know because it's what happens when you don't get the time that's that that right. boy that that really is 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 a hard thing to catch and 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 it's just it, like I said when when I had girls that were running you know like like Danielle Tor I, I believe she's still the state record holder in the mile but that was never the goal <laughs> the goal was mm-hmm. to win the national championship and she did right. and she happened to run that time but the plan was always win as slowly as you can. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. save that, save that fast race for when you really got to take it out. Like, well, she was trained for it, and and I knew she mm-hmm. was capable of running, you know, under 440. But you know, you don't have to do that on a Tuesday dual meet in April. <laughs> you know, it makes it it, it it it's it's just not it's just not necessary. You know, you only kind of take that weapon out when you really need it. Gotcha, well, Brian. I got I got a question that I think Coach Rich brought up a little earlier. And I particularly want maybe uh, this question I, I think is good for young coaches and even veteran coaches. You know, we talked about kids and them being kids. You know, how would you handle, you know, the distractions of the senior trip, the prom, going to the shore, jobs? Because I always found one of, the, one of the things I thought about, I always felt in spring sports in particular, but since we're talking about, say, tracks, we as coaches had to deal with all those things or other fall coaches or winter coaches don't have to deal with, you know, when, right. when you have, yeah. especially with the girls going to the senior prom, how did you handle that? Did you ever have any big problems? Um, um, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that it was, it was always a clean break, but I, right. I always found that, that, that we could, you know, work those things out well in advance. I mean, c- certainly the mm-hmm. dates for the prom and all that were, were posted early. The dates for the, the state meets and, and, and meets of importance were posted early. And you could kind of figure out, you know, this is going to, this is going to be a problem. This is going to be a conflict. And, and more often than not, I, I found that sitting down with the kids and having just a, you know, an adult conversation with them about life's full of choices. And this is one you're going to have to make. You know, on one hand, you've got your team and, and, and what you can provide if, you, if you're there competing. And on the other hand, it's an experience that you only get to do once. So it, it never really came down to I'm not going here because I'm going to my prom. Like I never really, thankfully, I never really had to deal with that. I mean, is there is there layovers from prom nights? Yeah, sure. There's, there's always something. But it, 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 I don't know. It's It's tough, man. I mean, if it's a – if it's a senior prom and you're a senior, how are you going to tell that kid they can't go to their prom? However, if it's a junior going to a senior prom, I'm like, that's not your prom. Your team needs you here. You know, yeah. senior trips, we are, our school does a Disney senior trip every year. And, uh, you know, it's typically in early April, early to mid April. Yeah. So it wasn't really at a time that, that kind of got in the way. So we were very fortunate about that. You know, that w- did it affect some dual meets and things like that? Sure. But we, we were usually mm-hmm. strong enough that we could kind of backfill and, and figure it out, and, and it didn't really derail us. So, so knock on wood, I've been kind of fortunate in that regard. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think kids, 
you know, they spend their whole lives not making decisions. They get up at the same time every day. They brush their teeth. They, you know, they head out the door. They go to school. They sit at the same desk, you know, eight periods a day. You know, they're like little robots. They don't have to make decisions. And then when you put a decision in front of them, and we wonder why they can't make decisions, because they never do. So you kind of talk them through it. You, you know, you give them the pros and the cons, and, you, you know, you help them make the, the, the best decision for what's, you know, what, what's going to be in their best interest. So typically, I find, typically I find when you do that, they usually choose the decision that suits you, your team best. Yeah. I, I was going to say, that's what, I think for me as a coach in the teams I was involved with, we never had big problems. I think the key is, is what you said. You, you sit down with your kids, you talk about it early, problems on this date, you know, the senior trip, and you just try to work around it and give them – you know, a chance to work around. You know, you might yeah. let them leave practice early one day. Sure, you know, sure. To, to take care of some business. I had a two kids I'm thinking about, and he was two hurdlers, one at Willingboro, one at Lenape. I had a young man who was a real good hurdler. He never made it to the sectionals because our sectionals at Willingboro at the time was the prom. Even though he went to Willingboro, but he went to proms in other towns. He never made it. To the sectional meet. Oh and my goodness! He, he, that was it. That was the choice that, that he made. And when I see him to this day, I still tease him a little bit because I know the family, and he was a good kid. But that was the choice he made. He, you know, we wanted him to run, but he preferred to go to the prom. And I had a young man at Lenape who was a hurdler, and his father would take the family to the Caribbean islands during the winter season every year during the time of state relays. So senior year came, and his father knew I, I kind of missed him the previous years and I needed him, but his father worked with us, you know, changed the vacation time, and and I forgot whether they went earlier or after the state relays, but it kind of worked out for both of us. I was happy, and the young man was happy. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I, but, and, and I think when you when you approach it from a from a standpoint of respect and and, and you're trying to work with, you know, the, the, the student, I think that, that it, it becomes very, very apparent that you're, you, know, you have their best interest in mind. And, and, and I, I know some coaches that are, you know, they yell and they scream and, you know, if you miss practice, you're out, you're sitting this out. And I, I, I don't know, man, maybe I'm, I might be too flexible or, or whatever, but I, I just, I, that, that doesn't suit my personality and, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. So, you know, I, I can usually maneuver around it. We, you know, I'm not going to say we win every battle, but we win most. Mm-hmm. Of them. Yeah, yeah. That that's always a, uh, a topic of conversation every year, but that comes around that time of year. Uh, sure, sure. I got to ask you this especially question, now that, especially uh, now that they've moved all the state meets further back. Oh yeah. Now yeah, I, I'm, finding, I'm finding yeah. it's yeah, I'm finding it's 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 a hundred percent worse. Oh yeah, it, it certainly is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so I got to ask you this question. I, I know a lot of coaches that are listening, and they probably want to know as well. But are you a, a high mileage coach or are you a low mileage coach as far mm-hmm. as uh, your distance runners in cross country? It's it it, it it's really depends on the athlete, but I would never consider myself to be a high mileage coach with anybody. I think the best the best pure distance runner we've ever had was a girl named Caitlin Mooney, and and that was such a unique story because she became the best distance runner, like longer distance runner we ever had, and she did it in about four months. 
it was the craziest thing. She was always pretty good. She was like a 5'10 kid, uh, 5'09 girl, you know, pretty good in the two mile, but never won any of the big stuff. And then we had a really successful uh, cross-country season in the fall. This is her senior year. We finished third at the meet of chance, which is, yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah, big meet chance is tough mm-hmm. in cross-country. And uh, she had really bad plantar fasciitis. So they were going to give her this. She was getting the surgery because it was just so bad. You know, she gets the, she gets the surgery in November, and I, I, I talked to her and her family, and I said, look, you can do one of two things. You can just eat a bunch of cookies over Christmas break, and, 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 and that's that, and, and what a great career you've had. Thanks for all your suffering. Or we're going to take something away from you, and we're going to see how much you want it back. Well, thankfully, it was choice B for her, and she got in the pool. She started training like a maniac, you know, was watching her diet, lost some weight, like, put it all together and then by june she wins the meet of champs in the two mile and runs like 10 25 or something so for her you know it was it was you know it was we, we definitely started up in the mileage as soon as her body was ready but boy the commitment i mean laser focused i never saw a kid she was definitely the most laser focused kid in that four month span that i've ever ever seen and i've had some i've had i've been fortunate enough to have some good ones i'm talking like eating at the right time, eating everything perfect. Like she, she was, you know, she was acting like she was a college or professional athlete with, with every little measure that she took, but never losing her smile, never losing her laugh. You know, she wasn't like so hyper crazy about it that, you know, if, you know, one workout didn't go right, it was the end of the world. Like she, she kept her head on about it. But, um, but to get back to your question, like, for her, I was able to kind of give her more because she was able to handle it. And obviously she was pretty talented. Mm-hmm. She went onto the Coast Guard. I, I think she still has the uh, NCAA record in the 5K on the track for Division III. Um, wow. But, uh, but with 99% of my girls, like with Jill Smith or Danielle Toro who, or Chelsea Cox, those guys, they hardly did any mileage. I would say Danielle and Jill might have topped out at like 40 a week. And that's it, like – for like one or two weeks and that was it. So, and I remember when they were getting recruited by Mike McGuire, who's, you know, he's guys like a legend out in, in Michigan. He, he thanked me for leaving something in the tank. He goes, thank you for not killing these kids. Yeah. So, uh, you know, yeah. that, that made me feel good. Like that. Okay. Like we're, we're, we're doing something right here. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I yeah. say it, it all depends on the kid. Yeah. And I think a lot of times too, uh, you know, kids get, you know, uh, some, some high school coaches, you know, they run their legs out, and by the time they get to college, there's nothing left. You know, yeah. uh, for those those high balls guys, or and or, I'm not saying anything wrong with it, but I mean it, it's the fact of the nature of what what happens when you when you do that. Um, and I I'm, yeah. I'm a strong believer with you know each kid is different, each kid can mm-hmm. handle a different uh, set of workouts. So you got to kind of watch each kid and see you know trust your eye test and say okay this is what you're doing this week, this is what you're doing this week, and kind of go from there. Uh, mm-hmm. and not yeah, just paintbrush every kid. Not just paintbrush every kid with one workout. That's a great way. I love that line. Paintbrush every. That's that's a good one. Yeah, it's got to be individual. Yeah, I mean, yep. and again, I, I typically like. I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't. I don't make 27 different workouts a day, but I no, will no. break my kids into five or six different groups, like Absolutely. A, B, C, D, E, F, or whatever. And I'll be like, okay, you're the apples. You're the bananas. You're the grapes. You're the whatever. <laughs> And, and, you know, and, and I'll, I'll customize the workouts for that because I really, really, really like when they run in, in groups. I like when there's right. groups of three, four, or five 
because they push each other and, and inevitably exactly. someone's going to be feeling good that day and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to lead and somebody's going to be dying and didn't want to come to practice and they're going to be hanging on, but they're going to get through it because their group is going, it's time to go, you know? Yeah. So, um, that accountability with that accountability with each other. Yeah. So yeah. my A groups will definitely, you know, they'll definitely take on more of a, of a, of a, of a workload than my lower groups. Um, but you know, but my lower groups, I say to them all the time, I'm like, Hey man, as soon as you're ready to move up, you tell me, but you got to hang, you can't just move up and, and get dropped. You got you got to be ready. So, um, so yeah, little by little, we, point. we chip away and try to bring them up. So with that, the next question is what's your belief on rest and recovery? I think, I think sleep is a workout. I think it's, it's <laughs> sleep is as important as any workout that you do. And, okay. and, and, and kids in high school don't have the ability to get enough sleep. I mean, you, you, okay. if, if you start at the top and you look at the best athletes in the world who are, you know, and, and we'll call it since, you know, the, the podcast is cross country, we'll call it, you know, middle distance to distance running. You know, th- th- those, those folks are getting 12 hours of sleep a night, maybe, maybe more, maybe 14 sometimes. And, you know, and their, their whole universe is centered around how much can they eat and sleep. You know, the running takes care of itself. They got to do the run. Everybody knows the run, but too many of these high school kids, man, they overlook the sleep. They're up on their phones, you know, or they've got these tremendous workloads because typically I find that track kids are, you know, maybe more so than not, they're very, very good students. So they're taking yeah. these, cr- these crazy classes and, and yeah. that, that's wonderful, but <laughs> yeah. boy, it's, it's certainly making it harder on them when they're getting six hours of sleep and, you know, you got a big hill workout the next day and they don't have legs. Right. So, so rest and recovery for me is everything. I'm not a seven-day-a-week guy. If anything, on a Sunday, I'll say, look, go out, put your shoes on, go for a 10-minute like little jingle, I call them. I'm like, just make it so you're running so slow that if any of your friends saw you, they would laugh at you. Like, that's the speed I want, you know? And I'm like, and if, and if you listen to three songs on your earbuds, you went too far. You know, just to kind of break a sweat. And just to kind of get your legs going, because typically I find that if we're doing anything of importance on a Monday, they've never got legs if they just took a day off before. Right, right. I, I got to steal that one because I always say uh, conversation pace. You know, you go out and run, you're talking. You got to be able to talk in full sentences, man. <laughs> yeah. And, and then my early years at Willingboro, we called it the Heedy Dewberry cool down. And that was basically <laughs> barely walking. Yeah, yeah. And he, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. It was just you're walking because you got to have a little rest in there somewhere. You got to give them a yeah. chance to recover, to recover. And and everybody right, hurts. Right. You know, there's some aches and pains. No matter what you do, but you got to make it make it fun too. I think. And, and sure. kids like that. Yeah, you know, Brian, yeah, for I, sure. I got a question for you because there's no there's no doubt you've been successful and you said you left and came back to the sport. Why do you coach? Why do you continue to coach and, and why do you why do you still do it? Uh, just I mean, for for all the, the the you know the the craziness of it all and the hours that you put in and you know maybe time away that I should be you know doing things with my family or something. My wife's so supportive; she's great. But but I just love it. I don't I I can't I can't even explain why I just I, like the next trophy we win will be the best trophy ever. Even though we've won, <laughs> we've been fortunate enough to win a lot. Like I love them all. And uh, I just love being around the kids. I think it keeps you young. 
And um, when I was, you know, when I was doing my, my, my vice principal duty, I, I would peek out the window and I'd see some workouts going on. And I'm like, man, man, I, I really want to be out there. And just, it just, it just energizes me. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I, I had kind of a crazy day today. I, I was just kind of laying on the couch all day watching, watching the jet game, like dur- during that time. And I'm thinking, oh, I gotta, I, I don't have a lot of energy for these guys tonight. And now I'm talking to you guys, and I'm, I'm ready to go race right now. I'm all fired yeah. up. I don't know what it does. It just kind of ignites me. And that's, I, I try to bring that energy every day to practice. And I say to the kids, I'm like, I'll match you 100%, man. You bring it, I'll bring it. And if you don't, then, you know, if I, if I got more energy than you at 52, there's a problem. Right, right. Well, Brian, again, from watching you from afar, and just listening to, to you tonight, you still have the energy. Now, I'm going to ask you another, another question. I'm a student at Southern. Um, why should I run cross country? Why should I get involved in cross country? Why should I even get involved in track? What would you say to you know, a young person, ninth, tenth grader, yeah. looking for something to do? Why should I run? Oh, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I go and find those kids. And, and, and being a guidance counselor now, which is mm-hmm. the job I went back to. I've got an office. I've got, I've got, I set appointments. I'll pull kids down and, and I'll introduce myself to them and I'll say, Hey, look, man, this is what I've seen you do. And Oh, if you don't, if you only coach the kids that show up, good luck. The, the teams yeah. that win, there's a reason why they win. And, mm-hmm. and, and my dad, who, who doesn't know much about coaching or anything, my dad, well, I shouldn't say he doesn't know much about coaching. He coached, coached a lot of little league stuff, but, he, he said once to me, he goes, ah, so you guys got it rolling now. It's easy now, right? I'm like, no, every day is the first day. Every day for the rest of my career is day one. Like, you, you can never just sit back and wait for them to come because they're not going to come. They're going to go find something else. Like, you got to go get them, yeah. and, uh, and you got to convince them that this is a good idea. And, it's, and, and believe me, you, you don't win every battle. We got, we got enough kids. Like, at Southern Regional right now, we got a bunch of kids that I think we could, if we could, if I could get them all, we could, I think we could win the state sectionals again. Like, I think we could win it this year, but I can guarantee you that we're not going to get them all, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to meet with every single last one of them and let them break my heart again. Um, because that, that's, it, to me, that's, that's, there's no other choice. You, you have to do this. Yeah. And I get, I get, I get accused from that from the other coaches in the building that I'm, I'm recruiting mm-hmm. their kids away from their sport, you know? <laughs> so, yeah. You know. I mean, we, uh, it, it seems to be, it seems to be a growing team. And, and now with all this, with all this club stuff for all the other non tracker cross country sports, it, mm-hmm. I would argue that they're, that they're doing it worse than we are and they're charging a fee for it. My goodness, these people are paying thousands of dollars for their kids to go hit volleyballs or play field hockey on Wednesday nights in December. I'm like, you got to be kidding me, man. You know? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But, hey, yeah, Brian, our, our sport's always been free. I'm like, all you need is a pair of shoes, man. Just show up. Yeah. Just take care of the rest. <laughs> hey, Brian, what uh, – and I, I think I know the answer to this question, but what is your biggest reward in coaching high school athletes? Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's – honestly, I think it's just the, the – the, the relationships you get to have with these kids. I think it's so neat to watch them come in when they're, you know, ninth grade and they're, they're, you know, they're just completely green. They don't know anything. And, and even if they, even if they have had some, some level of, you know, or some, some, uh, 
some success at the middle school level or in prior sports or whatever, man, they have no idea what South Jersey track looks like. And when you bring a kid, you know, that's yeah. only seen middle school stuff and you bring them to a big, a big time South Jersey meet, like my favorite meet used to be the meet uh, that Ringo would put, put on at Rowan. I absolutely love that meet. It was the greatest meet. I, I miss it so much. And I would bring kids there that had never seen it. And man, their eyes were wide open as to yeah. holy cow, these girls are fast, and there's a million of them. Um, right. So, so watching them grow to those levels and being able to compete with and maybe even eventually beat those girls, man, that that to me is so cool. And then to just and then to help them build the next chapter of their life, like where they're going to go to college, even if they're not going to compete or run, you know, like right. being a guidance counselor, that's definitely the, my favorite part of the job is just kind of building that bridge, you know, and letting them, helping them walk across it. It's definitely, it's, it's, it's just so cool. And then, you know, and it, it, I've been fortunate that a lot of the kids still keep in touch with me. I've been, you know, I'm sure you have, you guys have been too, been to weddings and you know, now they're having yeah, families of their own. And you know, it's, it's it, like just the other day we had our, um, our ocean County meet, which is uh, for cross country. And we were fortunate enough to win it. And the girls were kind of, my girls were kind of being weird that day. Like they, I don't know if they were nervous or they just didn't, they, they were just quiet, you know, and when girls are quiet, you know, you, that's not good. Yeah, um, that's, that's not... And, you know, so they're doing their stride outs and I look over to my left and, and Jillian Smith is there. I haven't seen Jillian. Jillian just had a baby. I haven't seen her in like a year. And I'm like, holy cow. So I call her over and she comes over. I didn't even know she was coming. She's like, yeah, I'm just here to see the girls. She had a baby with her. And I'm like, girls, this is Jillian Smith. This is the girl I've been talking to you about. And they all just kind of perked up, and they all went out and ran great. And I don't know if it was because of the Jill Smith factor, but it, it, it was just, you know, you build those relationships, and it's just, uh, it's, it's just the greatest, man. It's, it's, yeah. You know, we don't get paid a lot, but this is, this is how we get paid. We get paid in, 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 in experience. Right. Yeah, the rewards are, are after they have graduated and they, and they come back and they, they share their, their experiences with you. Um, and even like, you know, some kids will come to me and say, Coach Rich, remember this day we did this? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, <laughs> exactly. I thought you had 900 heads. I was like, this man is crazy. You know, what did he have us doing? And my response was always, I guarantee you, Southern's doing one more than what we're doing, you know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we, we had a couple. I wonder how many, I wonder if Lenape's outside today. It's really cold and rainy. Oh, and the rain and cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because on those days, Coach, we went right to the hill every I know. time. I'm like, I'll still get texts from, from some of my former kids, kids that I haven't, Man, I haven't talked to in five, ten years, and it'll be like 40 degrees, sideways rain, you know, just the worst weather. And, and our hill, we call it Bruno's because at the mm-hmm. bottom of the hill is a, like an Italian specialty food market, you know, where you go to get, like, I don't know, food from Italy or whatever. And it's called Bruno's, so we just call the hill Bruno's, and it's a bitch of a hill. It's like 350 meters long. It's pretty hard. And uh, it's like the kids will just text me and be like, Bruno's today? <laughs> and I'm like, yep. <laughs> Like they know, so. Oh yeah, and, and, and my my buzzword is you know it's uh, it's always a wood chopping day, and then they'll say, well, are we chopping it, oh, stacking yeah. it, and and splitting it? What are we doing? I'm like, oh, we're going to chop it, stack it, and split it today. So they know that they know <laughs> it's, uh, we're in for a war. Uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. great. That's great. 
That's, that's and, cool. Um, I just ran into one of your gals the, uh, yesterday at uh, at the state meet, uh, Kate Lenore, I saw. Oh, She's yeah. She's out yeah, there yeah, doing yeah. her thing. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was cool. She's like, hey, coach. I'm like, hey, how you doing? So, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's, like yeah. I said, even the relationships, my goodness, with your kids, you know, it's, it's, it's neat. Right. And I and I was I was just telling I was talking to Rucker earlier today and I said you know he had these three kids so I I know them by by first and last name Toro Smith and Cox he had twelve years of these great kids but I mean, he had a mate for twelve years I was like goodness gracious what are we gonna do so you know and it, <laughs> we just yeah, I was definitely away, blessed you know? with those guys and they and you yeah. know they were all the best of friends they yeah, they were yeah. the, the sweetest kids to be around. I mean, I, you, you couldn't you, you couldn't ask for a better crew. And that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it keep us coming back. You know, you have these great kids, and you're out there having a great time. And, and even sometimes, you know, you know, we're in, we're in a, we're in a stage where we're not having you know the success we want, but we're still having fun out there, and the kids are still having fun. They're still coming to practice every day. And I think that's the the most important thing to motivate these kids to, to run and to come to practice every day, because it's not about hey, I, I'm the best today. You you got to be the best every day. So you got to come out there every day to be the best, and that's how you got to get these kids motivated. And I know you do a really good job of doing that. And I, I see it in your program, and, and you know your accolades speak for themselves. You know, I was looking at your uh, your rap sheet, and you know it's long and wide as a turnpike. You know, thirty one <laughs> high school championships, eighty one high school all American is astounding. You know, you, you you but you put the work in. The kids believe in you. They trust you. And they do all the work on the track for you, on the on the cross country course for you. So um, that, we appreciate that, that, that's bro. what I'm, that's what I'm hoping, man. That's what I'm hoping. You know, like we yeah. try to teach them that it's 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 okay to suffer. You know, and and this these are lessons for life. Like, you know, if you can if you can get through this workout today, nothing that life's going to throw at you is ever going to hurt more. It might hurt the same, yeah, but it's never going to hurt more. You know, so you just got to not be afraid to go stick your hand back in the fire, you know, one more time. And, yeah. you know, that's that's really the hallmark of what we're trying to do is just to teach them to, you know, just to not be afraid of it. And and I'll tell you, it's it's not easy. And I'm finding that, that no. after COVID, you know, the kids we're dealing with now, you know, they're they're they have they have a little bit of a different outlook on things. Um, yeah. And and I'm trying to trying to instill that 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 into them that that it's it's okay if it hurts it's, you don't have to go to the doctor you're gonna be all right you know <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna get through because in 60 seconds it's not yeah. gonna hurt anymore you know hey brian it's, it's, I, I, I would just like to share quickly some of your accolades because people probably wouldn't know this and i didn't know this either that between 2006 and 2009 you, you won several Indoor national championships, distance medley relay, um, four by eight, and then outdoors you did the same thing. Mm-hmm. How did you do it? How, how did you do it? Indoor and outdoor national championships in the distance medley relay, four by eight. What was your well, secret? like like Coach Richard said, we, you know, we were blessed with some with some really good kids, and um, you know, it, actually when we won the indoor and outdoor. Uh, we actually it was actually kind of flipped like we won the outdoor first and then we went and did did it on the indoor but Danielle Toro was gone so she was there for the outdoor one and and she was a gal that you know could have could have doubled back her senior year and probably won the mile again uh, because she'd won it her junior year but she was like no I want to be with my girls like let's do the relay let's do distance medley and I was like okay so you know and and how cool is it that she chose that and like all the other girls got to come along with her you know 
And um, and Jillian Smith was just a she was just a baby at that point. She was just a sophomore, and you know, and a couple other gals that were on that team, like Chelsea and and the girl that ran the quarter for us, Jess. Like they wouldn't have been able to go. They were they were youngsters. So it was kind of neat that you know that she had that 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 you know that she she was just you know very very selfless in her approach. Um, you know, for for the for the indoor stuff, I knew we had. We had we had a hot hand, and I knew we had you know some some talent, um, and it was just kind of working backwards from it really. Like you know we knew that was going to be in mid March, and um, I want to say that the oh gosh I'm going to get this wrong. And Coach Rich, I know you were there because I was talking to you that weekend. We were up in Boston, yeah. and yeah. Um, yeah, and I and that was a for me that was probably I remember driving home from that meet and telling my wife I'm like. Well, it's never going to get better than this. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, we just won two events. I'm like, this is it. Like, like breathe it in. This is as good as it gets. It's never yeah. going to be this good again. But um, we, we just kind of knew we had, we had some really good kids, and we just got them razor sharp. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, how did we do it? I, I don't know. We just, we, yeah, like I said, we worked backwards. We started at the meet and, and you know, did all yeah. our training based off of what are we going to look like in mid-March. No, I understand that. Brian, I know we're running out of time a little bit, but I want you to explain to me, this is regarding to Coach Rich. What happened in 2015 <laughs> when Coach Rich told me the other day that on that first day he scored like maybe 70, 80, 90 points He came back? And I know you had a good good team in, in 2015. Tell me, what, what happened to Coach Rich's team that year? Why? Why were they so good? Or, you know, oh, well, why was he able to get you that time? Well, he they got us more than certainly more than once. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, I mean, again, I I think it. I, I think Coach Rich said it earlier, and he said it perfectly. Is that he motivated us to be better? And I guess it was the same thing was going on on the other side of the fence. And 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 I remember, mm-hmm. like, dude, he's he's got this 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 sly grin. And and he would he would you know he would hide some of his weapons all season, and then all of a sudden Shea Wilkerson would pop up out of nowhere, and you're like, well, who is that? You know, yeah. like, you have a you know this girl that can triple jump a mile, and she can hurdle, and she can do everything. Where did she come from? And you, you would just be smiling, just shaking your head, you know. So, you know, I mean, it's it's there's always something, man. It's so I, I think hey, Brian, it was. Uh, he got me too. Yeah, he, he got yeah. me too a couple times, same thing. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is back when, you you know, you didn't need all these mile split times to qualify for events. You could show up and just write it down on a card, you know. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And uh, and I, I kind of miss those days, to be honest with you, about yeah. chasing all yeah. these qualifying marks and all that nonsense. But uh, anyways, yeah, so, you know, it was good. Hey, Brian, I'm going to I'm gonna let you have your closing remarks before Princess comes back. But I do want to share one story. When you did come back into the coaching ranks after being absent for about five years, and uh, we were talking, we were at Buna, and you were looking around. He's like, Coach Rich, what's going on? I was like, what do you mean? He says, I'm the only guy out here with a clipboard. What's, what the heck's going on? I'm like, right. Everything, <laughs> everything's like uh, electronic now. Everything's on, on, on your phone. He's like, I can't get with that. <laughs> nah, I still carry that clipboard, man. I, 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 hey, I, I don't, I don't I'm, blame I'm, you. I'm showing my age, man. I'm showing my age, but you know, whatever. <laughs> but uh, if you want, if there's anything you want to leave the listeners that uh, you think is really important for their teams and really important for their, you know, for their athletes, uh, go ahead and share those thoughts right now before we close out. I, 
Okay. I, I think it's 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 you show up every day and you you have passion for what you do and you you really you can't part time it. If if you if you do, then someone's going to be out there working harder than you and they're going to find a way to beat you. And 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 you have to have energy and you have to have enthusiasm and you truly got to love it because the kids will see right through it. And mm-hmm. and you know for for me it, that that's that's always been the the model that seems to work. I don't, I don't run around and yell at kids and do any of that stuff. I'm always encouraging them to, you know, try to put more out and try to get one more rep. And, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but I think you, you know, you, you develop your style based off of the people and the coaches that you've met over your life. You kind of take, you know, one thing from this guy, one thing from this guy and kind of set your own style and show up every day and try to be the best you can be. You know, it's, 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 That's great. If, if, if things work out, it's, it's great. If they don't, then go back to the drawing board and figure out what you can do different. hundred percent. And I, and I coach Ruck and I always talk about it, you know, we're always learning and I certainly learned something tonight and just by having this, this segment with you and uh, we really appreciate you coming on and sharing some time with us and some of your, some of your nuggets and uh, we're, we're, we're better because of you today and, and hopefully tomorrow we'll be better for our kids. Well, well, thank you. Those are very kind words, and I, I feel the same way. I, I hold you guys in so much respect, and I, I love our rivalry, and, and, I, and I really enjoy our friendship. And Coach Rucker, next time we go out for beers, I, I hope to see you there. <laughs> yes, I would love to, because I, I first met you through Gerald at one of the sections with Satan. You know, yes, I'd already yes, been I remember. Yeah, and I was officiating, and Gerald said, this is a guy I'm always bumping heads with. <laughs> you know, and it was you. Yeah, and yeah I remember um, and I remember you at the state meet or sexual meet this year at um, Pensacola. You came over. Yeah. You yeah. Know, to speak. But I had the ultimate respect for both of you guys. And this is a pleasure having you on tonight. And I learned a lot of different ideas from you tonight, Brian. It's, it's a pleasure, man. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, guys. I really, I really appreciate your time. And, and, and thanks for having me. It was really, it was really an honor. All right. We're going to bring Princess back in to close us out. And uh, we'll <laughs> Yeah, this was awesome for me. This was awesome. It was great chemistry between you all. The conversation really flowed well. And, and Coach um, Satorsky, I like what you said. You can't part-time it. And, and, and I think that's a life lesson for sure. Um, so thank you for taking time to be with us tonight. Oh, it, it, like I said, Princess, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Awesome, awesome. Coach Rucker, um, Coach Richardson, and Coach Satorsky. Um, that's a mouthful right there for me. Never had a so good sports radio, gentlemen. Have a great week coming up. Um, I appreciate you all, and we'll see you next time. Never had a so okay, good. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All thank right, you. awesome. Thank you. Okay,